Hello, everyone. This is Chad Hopkins from the Cinescope Podcast, and this is something that I'm considering using as a potential future Patreon reward if I ever launch, or when I ever launch, the Patreon site for the Cinescope Podcast. So this would be a feature that is exclusive to people who support the podcast on Patreon so that I can make more and new stuff as we grow and uh, continue talking about movies. So I just finished a showing of the new Magnificent Seven movie starring Denzel Washington and Chris Pratt and Vincent D'Onofrio and other people of that nature. And I just thought I'd give some quick spoiler-free thoughts over the film. So let's go through the, the categories we normally use on the podcast. So starting off, we talk about story. So the story for this film, well, I, I suppose back up, I should actually talk about my first experience with the original Magnificent Seven movie, which is pretty easy because in this case, I don't have a first experience with the first Magnificent Seven movie, which is a shame, I know. I also haven't seen Seven Samurai by Kurosawa, uh, which is the basis for the original Magnificent Seven film. And so I really had no idea anything about this story. I knew there were seven guys and they were trying to seek revenge, seek justice, uh, however you want to put it. I, that's all I knew. I didn't know much else as far as story goes or what happens or who dies or who lives or uh, who wins or who loses. I didn't know any of that. So this was an entirely fresh experience for me. Um, basically the only thing I knew from, like actually knew from the original Magnificent Seven movie is Bernstein's, of course, main theme. The bum bum ba bum ba 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 bum bum of course, a lot of us know that, a lot of us don't, but anyways, there it is. I knew that going in. And I also knew that James Horner, the, the late, great, deceased, unfortunately, James Horner, this is his last credited film score. And so, uh, I guess, jumping ahead in the, the format, I could say I love the score for this film. I think it, it's so refreshing to have a Western in the set, because Westerns allow for completely natural music scoring, right? Uh, there's no... Well, there might have been some subtle, very, very subtle hints of electronics in the score to enhance the ambient mood of a situation or to increase the, the feeling or the anxiety of a specific scene. But in general, everything felt organic. Everything was natural. It was very theme-based, which you don't get in very many film scores anymore. And so it was just so refreshing hearing a another James Horner score, rest in peace, um, and he does give his little hint to Bernstein's main theme, especially towards the ending. Um, it does actually appear in its uh, original form, I should I should say, at the very, very, very end, actually after the film has stopped rolling, you hear it, and then that's it. That's pretty much all you get. You might get a little, a few little rhythmic hints in the score throughout uh, that use the same rhythm as the original theme, but you never hear it throughout the film. It's only reserved for the end title. Um, so yes, James Horner score, very, very good. I'm looking forward to purchasing that now that I've heard it in context. So story, um, as I said, I wasn't familiar with any of it. I just knew the basics I've already outlined. And okay, I, since this is not the Cinescope podcast, this is a, an additional feature for the Cinescope podcast. I am going to be a little bit critical on this. This is why we don't review new movies on the podcast, right? So... Uh, I'll, I'll start off with criticism, I guess. 
there were some character moments, especially from like Vincent D'Onofrio and even occasionally from Chris Pratt that just felt very, very forced. They felt like they were, they were giving them the comedy bits. The, the first thing that I thought of when I saw Vincent D'Onofrio's character, um, his name's Jack Horn, I believe. Um, I actually sort of compared him in my mind while watching to Radagast the Brown from the Hobbit trilogy that Peter Jackson just finished making a year or two ago. Um, in the sense that he's there, he's this weird sort of nature character. They refer to him as a bear when we first meet him. Um, a couple of good jokes about that. And he does have his great, great, great moments, especially at, towards the end. But the first few times we see him, the first few minutes he's on screen, he he speaks in this weird, like, higher voice that's atypical of typical Vincent D'Onofrio roles, uh, which I don't have a problem with, but it just felt like a, a, a direction they were trying to go that didn't entirely work for me. Um, it, it, they tried to make him too nature man and not like real person. Um, so I, I, that did get better throughout the film. And like I said, I, I can't spoil anything, but he has some great moments, especially in the last few minutes of the movie. And Chris Pratt, you know, Chris Pratt is the funny guy. We, we, we like Chris Pratt because he can deliver a one-liner very, very well. He's a great Star-Lord. He's great in Jurassic World for that reason. He, he's this guy who has some action chops and he has some comedy chops at the same time. Now, here, it felt like he was there for that. Not because of anything else he offered, and he has a heck of a lot to offer. He, he just, he was giving quips uh, that felt forced. They didn't fit into the scene very naturally. It was just a Chris Pratt quip for the sake of a Chris Pratt quip. Um, now, I don't have a whole lot to say about the rest of the seven as far as criticism goes, but Denzel Washington was the number one driving force for this movie. I cannot say any criticism for him at all in this movie. I think he was outstanding. He is... I don't know if he's done other Westerns before. I, I, something in the back of my head says he's maybe done one or two Westerns before. Uh, but he really fit in well here. He fit into the cowboy persona very well. He was a very natural leader, of course. And I, I really enjoyed watching Denzel Washington on the screen. Now, I keep saying story, and I, then I talk about other things. But story-wise, I really enjoyed it. I think that the cause was noble we're introduced to the villain at the very beginning of the film and he's really set up as an extremely despicable character understandably and it's good that he's set up as such a terrible person right at the outset because we actually don't see him very much for the rest of the movie until towards the end um so i think if he had not made such an impact right off the bat then maybe the rest of the film wouldn't have felt as justified but i mean he shows up and he pr commits some pretty heinous acts right off the bat so um his absence is only felt in the sense that he's not on screen otherwise his influence is entirely there and you see why this the 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 seven are assembling and why the rest of the the plot is moving forward because these people are justified in what they're trying to do um now, th there were moments, especially in the ending fight scene, which is probably the last 45 minutes of the movie or so, um, they were really honestly pretty hard to watch. And it's not, it wasn't hard to watch that it was badly done. In fact, I thought the action sequences in the ending fight scene were, they were incredible. Um, that's one advantage we have now versus back in 1960 when the original came out. Uh, we, we have so much more access to special effects that 
I thought were great here. I didn't think anything was over the top. Um, and everything was, there was violence, but it was never excessively gory. There were some, there was some blood, but there wasn't, I, I didn't feel grossed out while watching the movie. More, it more affected me emotionally watching that ending fight scene because there's just, there's a lot of people dying. And yes, a lot of them are the bad guys, but a lot of them are the good guys. And I don't know, I don't want to say it's not justified that that, that happened. I, I'm just saying that it felt like too much to watch. I felt overwhelmed at one or two moments in that scene. Uh, or I say scene. It's the, the very long sequence towards the end of the film. Uh, the, the culmination of the events. But by the end, I felt that characters who may or may not have died, I'm not going to say who or who didn't. Um, I, I was upset at some deaths at first, but they resolved well in the ending, I thought. And... Um, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to be said of the story. There were a couple of scenes that were a little bit unnecessary, I thought. There's one in particular where they're in a bar, and while watching it, I really disliked it. But Chris Pratt has a little moment, um, a little quote that he says that comes back in the ending fight scene that I thought, okay, I didn't like that scene in the moment, but this moment later seems to justify it a little bit. So... I, I guess that's all I have to say about the story. I, I, I liked it. Now, some cinematography things. Uh, Antoine Fuqua was the director. I don't know if I've seen any of his other films. I don't know if I could list any of his films right off the top of my head, which probably makes me a bad film fan. I don't know. But uh, I thought most of the cinematography was very well done. There was one scene in particular where you view the characters walking down the street and there's like a gallows that, that comes across the frame in the front in the foreground, and it's a really great sort of foreshadowing of bad things to come, and I didn't think it was like a hammer hit over the head, you know, it was, it was a subtle thing, and you definitely understood what the director or the cinematographer was trying to communicate with that shot. Now, there were a couple scenes, or a couple shots that kind of bothered me in the moment, I was like, why are you doing that, what's the point, you know, everything has to have a reason, and the there was one scene where Denzel's character is not the focus of the scene. In fact, the focus is actually elsewhere with other characters. And then it would cut back and we'd see Denzel silhouetted against the night sky. And then it would cut back and we'd see these characters talking about more. And then it'd cut back and Denzel's still standing there or sitting on his horse or whatever he was doing at the time, silhouetted against the sky. And it was like, I, I don't really understand what you're trying to communicate to me here. Like, why am I getting cut back to this character? I, I, it didn't make sense to me. Um, it wasn't bad. It just didn't make sense. I, there, there didn't seem to be a point. And the only other time that, well, the only time I really, really, really disliked the, the editing or the 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 choices made with the camera were right before the final fight sequence we get a ding on the bell of the church and it would cut it would cut to black and then go to the next character of the seven uh with each ding so we have ding chris pratt black ding denzel black ding vincent etc and it just is like you haven't done anything even remotely similar as far as editing goes up to this point so why it, it it was another decision that didn't make sense. It was like, 
somebody in the editing room said, oh, you know what would be cool is if we took each of the characters and we each gave them, we gave them each a bell sound and we cut to black between each of them. And this is, this is a really cool way to set up the final fights. It, it, it felt very forced. It was very forced cinematography. Um, I want to go back to the characters just real quick. I do want to say that the, the main lead female character, I can't remember the actress's name at the, off the top of my head. I can't honestly even remember. Uh, her last name was Cullen. The character's last name was Cullen. I can't remember her first name. Sorry. But she was outstanding too. I would say that she and Denzel were the best parts of the movie as far as actual actor performances go. Um, and... She, she was emotional she and she's the one who goes to approach Denzel and the other characters for this job for this this contract to seek revenge for the death of her husband and for the the taking of their town and she was like I said she was outstanding she she was a great presence throughout the movie um, she delivered some very emotional scenes um, some very strong female character kind of scenes and she played a very prominent role in the final fight scene which I thought was amazing it, she was very very good a great character now let's see I talked about music story characters um, I guess I can just talk briefly about theme or relevance you know we, we talk about what we take away from the movie on the podcast now for this movie it's about it's it's very clearly about fighting fights for the people who can't you know standing up for the 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 little guy you know this is a town of farmers this is a town of people who can't really defend themselves they don't have the ability they don't have the means they they are oppressed they they just they they just can't and so that's where Denzel's character and the other six of the seven come in and they they take part they they take up arms they teach the others of the town to take up their arms they talk about uh strategy and they help them prepare and it's it's about and they make sacrifices again i'm trying to stay as spoiler free as possible uh you can probably uh assume some things from what i've based what i've been saying but i'm trying to stay away from explicit details but like i said they make some sacrifices uh, you could say just them being there is a sacrifice they are putting their lives at risk for these people they don't know who are just trying to build a life for themselves who are they're just trying to survive and they don't want to have to leave just because somebody else came and told them to do it and so that's a definite takeaway standing up for the little guys standing up for people who who can't stand up for themselves and really just being the best you you can be oh that sounds like Joel Osteen I'm sorry just being the kind of person that people can turn to uh as for help in those kind of situations. And there's definitely a sense of brotherhood among the seven and justice. I mean, an, a sort of negative takeaway is revenge or vengeance of any of that sort. Um, obviously that's, that's frowned upon in normal society, at least as far as death goes or killing people goes, you don't want to do that. Um, and I, I, but to that effect, I would not say that it's glorified here. They're not saying, oh, you should go out and seek revenge on people who do you wrong. They're not saying that at all. Um, it's just something that people who aren't thinking correctly might take away from this movie. I don't know. Um, but that was my main takeaway, was just standing up for the little guy and brotherhood and sticking together and doing your part. And there's actually a large... There's, there are several characters in this movie that are very explicitly Christian. And 
Vincent D'Onofrio's character is one of them, uh, and th one of my problems, I guess, with him, like I said early on, was that he was a silly character. He was this sort of man of the woods, he spoke in this higher voice, and he was the most explicitly Christian in the film. And so, at first it sort of seemed like, oh, they're, they're, they're picking the silly guy to be the Christian. And for, for those who don't know, I am a Christian, I do believe in God, and um, I just don't like to see that so poorly represented in media because I don't think of it negatively. I think of it very, very positively, and I don't think anybody should think of it negatively. Um, now, there, of course, there are the radical. I'm not going to get into that discussion. I just want to say I am Christian. I don't like seeing Christians portrayed negatively um, when they don't deserve it, I should say. And so Vincent D'Onofrio's character from the beginning aside, again, he gets better. Chris Pratt calls himself a, a Baptist. Denzel actually has a couple scenes uh, in, in a church. And so Christianity is actually kind of a major part. There's a, a priest who's a major character. And again, you know, I think I'm going to cut all of this out. But anyways, I just want to say that I did like this movie. I don't have anything to compare it to as far as original film goes or as far as Kurosawa, Seven Samurai goes. I just want to say it's it's a perfectly fine movie. It's a, it's a good movie. I enjoyed this movie. Um... I don't know how it compares to the original. I want to see the original now, so I can make that comparison. But the the takeaway, just like when you have the Harry Potter adaptations of the Harry Potter books, you don't you do make the comparison, but you can't make a quality comparison. Like for example, Prisoner of Azkaban is widely regarded as one of the, if not the best, Harry Potter movies. Alfonso Cuarón never read a Harry Potter book. Uh, he's the director of Prisoner of Azkaban, and so I. I don't think you can just say because something didn't follow the original or because something is different from the original that it's not a positive experience. This was a good movie. I I don't see how you... People have different opinions. Opinions are subjective, but I don't really see how somebody could walk out of that movie and say it was bad. Um, my opinion. I, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I think it's worth seeing whether you like the original or not. I'm looking forward to go check it out for myself now, and now that I've been talking for almost 20 minutes, um, I want to say thanks for watching. Let me know if you liked this, let me know if you're interested in seeing more of these in the future, because like I said, I'm thinking about launching a Patreon page. For those who don't know, Patreon is a website that allows you, the listener, to support creators and their content that you enjoy, and in return, I as a creator of content you enjoy would reimburse you and your monthly donation of a couple bucks up to five um, with new stuff you would get the weekly podcast that's available to everybody but you would also get videos like this every once in a while you would get I'm not going to go into detail on what other things I've thought about but you would get stuff you would get additional stuff from me uh, re related to movies so that's what this is this is a preview of that this is me testing it out and I hope you enjoyed it so thank you very much um, let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts on the movie. Let me know your thoughts on this video and yell at me for not having seen the original. So I will go see it faster. Great. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye.